everyone. Scott here, Badger Pride, Kamish, the most important person in the room. And welcome to Dynasty Time, the podcast. That's what I'm calling it for now. And with me is my co-host, partner in crime, Dan Mendelson of the Brothers Mendez. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Now that you say that out loud, it makes me think I should probably change my name since uh, my brother hasn't been a co-owner in about five years now. It really makes no sense. And with so much turnover, uh, nobody gets it anymore. Yep. No one gets it. No one has any idea who my brother is. Sorry, Dave. Uh, but hey, you know what? Maybe next year is the perfect time to start fresh, new team name, new identity, and we'll see what happens. Not a bad idea. We tried to bring Dave back into the league multiple times, and he just he just doesn't want to do it. Not cool. Yeah, he recently just went fantasy-free. He is no longer doing any fantasy well, football crazy. or any fantasy. Exactly. He is a he's a crazy guy, but you know what? He said he's already happier and we'll be able to just enjoy his painful Packers season. So yeah, all the power to him. Well, what are we doing here? So the Dynasty Time radio was a thing we had like five years ago. I think I look back, it's actually four years um, and we would do a live show and that was pretty cool. Um, but 2019, that's not a thing anymore. So this podcast, like I said in the intro, we'll hopefully do it weekly. Uh, we'll kind of talk about what happened in that last week, some NFL news, and whatever else is on our mind. The goal is to get all of you, because I assume this is just Dynasty Time owners talk, listening to this. Um, if, if you're not an owner, welcome, I guess. Uh, but the goal is to get all of you to get on the show at least once a year. Uh, and yeah, do some interviews, get some thoughts throughout. What do you think of that, Dan? I think it sounds great. I'd love to get all the owners involved. There's some newer guys that I don't know yet. Um, so it'd be good to hear from them and talk about the league every week and, and kind of keep everybody engaged, which, Hey, you know, it's great. You know, when you would write your articles, which, which were fun to read, but I think doing the podcast is an even easier way to, you know, keep everybody engaged and keep everybody talking about the league on a week to week basis. I agree. So here we are. And there was some big news recently that might affect the league this quarterback called andrew luck retired i think that's going to have an impact you know i am just still shocked about it honestly because he had such a good year last year um but yeah i mean we have andrew luck retiring we have some running backs holding out some really good running backs holding out um two of which uh would would for sure be kept. Um, I think will still be kept. Um, but yeah, big impact there. The Andrew Luck thing, obviously catching everybody by surprise. Um, you know, quarterbacks kind of making a comeback a little bit as I was looking through potential keepers and doing a little draft prep. I think quarterbacks are starting to make a little bit of a comeback and becoming a little bit bigger part of um, fantasy again, where it felt like a few years there, it was, you know, don't take a quarterback until like the eighth round because they're all about the same. Um, I think we have a handful now that are going to start to go quite a bit earlier, and Andrew Luck was actually going to be one of them. So a uh, pretty big hit to whoever had him there. But um, Yes, yeah, so that was uh, C-City Boston had him as a fourth rounder. Uh, eh. I don't know if you keep him at four. Yeah, I don't feel bad. It still seems early. I don't feel bad. <laughs> Big Gronk retired. They can, you know, they, can, they can suffer on that for a few minutes. 
Yeah, Gronk never got drafted after he was drafted in his first year. It's pretty crazy. So that's great. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is a one-year keeper, so he will not be kept either way. But Craig, CR Pies, decided to take the second pick in the draft selection process. You know, interesting strategy. He said he didn't care between two of the top two guys, one of those being Zeke. I mean, if he's not there, that's a tough that's a tough pick at number two. If he's if he's in Cabo partying or something. Yeah, you know, I texted you right when I saw Craig take the second pick, and I was just floored by that decision. Which it's funny because that's actually kind of something that I would do: take the decision out of my own hands. Um, yeah. But in that case, for me anyway, obviously we don't know who's being kept for sure yet. But I would have taken the first overall pick and forced myself to make the decision, especially with the uncertainty of Zeke's holdout and partying in Cabo and Jerry Jones somehow going to screw that situation up or, you know, who the hell knows. But I mean, I don't blame um, him. Hey, if he wants to do it. Yep. Hey, it's all good. Craig will still beat me twice this year. Oh wait, we only play once now. We used to play twice when we had divisions and he'd beat me both times every time it seemed like. So yeah, he's been good um, for a while, you know, so. Well, in any case, that'll all change because we have some changes coming up. But uh, right now, for 2019, we decided not to do the reset. A casualty of that decision is we lost one of our founding members. So Chris Cabot left uh, Shockers, as he's known, and we replaced him with one of my favorites, Logan's brother, Luke, uh, NWO's brother, if you will. And uh, we'll see. I I don't know if he's going to change his name. You know, we had last year when we had, what, three new owners, a couple of them changed their name, but Paul kept prime time, which seemed right. Uh, But I don't know if he'll keep shockers or move on. I think we'll have to have him on the podcast soon and find out. Now that's a good idea. Uh, So we'll get, we'll get Luke on. Uh, The other big change this year is no kicker. So that's exciting. We finally made that decision. And then I kind of forgot that it was a close call between, you know, adding a wide receiver or flex or nothing. And then it was like a week before keepers were due. And I said, well, I guess we're just going to do a wide receiver this year <laughs> and people will get over it. I think that makes sense. I mean, nobody's complaining. Given, given our, given our deep league, I think adding wide receiver position makes the most sense. Obviously next year with some things changing, we'll be able to figure that out. But I think adding wide receiver, get some more players in play, um, you know, adds a little strategy to the lineup um, in that regard. But then also the running back position is so slim in our league that I think keeping it out of the flex spot, in my opinion, was the right way to go for now. So we'll get some feedback on that throughout the year, do some analysis. I'm sure you will do some analysis at the end of the year uh, to determine how that, how that all played out with the wide receiver position. But um, from where I sit and where the vote was, it, it was in favor of of removing the kicker and adding a wide receiver. Actually, in second place was removing the kicker and adding nothing. Um, so I think, you know, either way, I would have been fine. I like adding the wide receiver, though, um, and then maintaining our 14-player roster. Yeah, and we'll have to make some decisions. So next year, 20, we're doing the so. This was a long time coming, probably. Every year for the last six years, somebody's brought it up. Uh, one of the biggest 
proponents of it is Green Hell, Nick Laverty, who will we'll maybe get on the pod at some point, uh, hopefully. And he can talk about his reasoning for the reset. But uh, it seemed like people were interested. We couldn't do it this year, but next year we have a lot to talk about. And that's one of the reasons we, we threw together that Slack. So if you're not on the Slack, get on the Slack. Uh, and that's one of the channels will be will be about rules. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Slack is cool, right? I agree. As someone who's never used it before, I think it's great. It's a great way to start a bunch of different conversations, and then eventually you'll be able to kind of make sense of all of it and organize it a little bit with all the different channels. Um, but definitely want to hear what people think going forward about, you know, keeper rules, roster size, even scoring, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I think everything is fair game to be talked about. Um, you know, someone like me from where I sit, I would love to have at least as many keepers as we have now, maybe change up the rules a little bit, but, um, I like the dynasty keeper nature of the league. So, um, you know, would love to kind of maintain that, but then maybe we tweak it a little bit. So you can't keep a Gronk or a LaShawn McCoy or whoever else, you know, for their entire career. Um, LaShawn McCoy is still playing, I guess, but you know what I mean? So, um, Craig would Craig would have him every year, but he wouldn't necessarily keep him. He would just keep drafting. Him. Oh, got so. it. Okay. Well, hey, that's his decision. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I think I think setting some limits there makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, you and I were kind of reading a couple of those same articles about just different experimenting with different things. Obviously, getting rid of the kicker is kind of our first step. I think we all agreed on that. Um, you know, team defenses is another one for me that's. I don't know if I'd go as far as let's get rid of them, but I think the scoring can be modified a little bit to make them score a little bit less. Um, If you start to rank all the the players in our league, including defenses, defenses score a lot of points in comparison to other positions. Now I know you've done some analysis in the past to show the sort of standard deviation or whatever you want to call it, um, the spread, um, you know, between top and bottom. And so that all makes sense. But for me, in my opinion, having defenses score as many points as like your second wide receiver or sometimes your second running back um, in in most weeks, in, in my case, a lot of times, um, I don't like that. So that's one area that I'll kind of be throwing out there on the slack to have some conversation on um, as we get going here. Makes sense. Yeah, we'll have a lot. We'll have a lot to discuss. Rosters, rules, points, uh, live draft. We'll have to discuss that. So that's exciting. I think that might actually happen this year. So we need to we need to lock that down and think about where we want to do that. Chicago has been thrown out there. Midwest is easy for a lot of people. Vegas has obviously been thrown out there, uh, but a little bit tougher, probably more expensive. You have to find like a crazy room to do that draft. So, but I don't know. We'll see. I think a live draft would be cool with all the new people uh, to be able to get together and meet each other i think that would help a lot i agree i mean i think you know i I threw out chicago initially um you know for me vegas would be really fun but i think chicago is a great blend of both fun and practical you know great location like you mentioned few guys live in chicago a few more of us could very easily drive there um i know that's not great for the couple people who live maybe on the coasts but 
um, you know, still a, a nice central location, very easy to get to. And then also one big thing for me is, you know, if we were to do it in Chicago, if we were to do it at your, your place, we then have control of the environment, right? We have control of the internet. We have control of the TV. I know you can rent places to do that, but there's an expense for that. Not quite as reliable. There's usually a time limit on how much, you know, you can actually be in that space with a little TV reserved, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure I'll um, be uh, super focused at the draft next year with a crying baby in the background. Oh yeah. That's a little bit, that's a little bit of a wild card, you know, uh, you know, we might have to talk to Wit about that one and figure out if if your place is even feasible. I mean, but if if Lance can draft like the day after his twins are born, we can we can figure something out. That was crazy. That was that was pretty crazy. But but he did it, and uh, that's commitment right there. He is committed. So, um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, just again, from where I sit, there's very little that would keep me from an in person draft in Chicago since I live in Minneapolis, very easy to get to not to mention I travel there all the time for work. Um, just easier to make that a quicker trip as opposed to trying to go somewhere a little bit more, you know, exotic, if you will, like, like Las Vegas or, or Nash Vegas. I, I feel like someone will throw out there at some point, but uh, you know, again, just balancing that fun aspect of Chicago and then just being practical with at the end of the day, we're going to have 14 of us, hopefully together trying to get this pretty intense draft done and oh, by the way, it's a pretty big deal. It's it's the first year yeah. of the new league, if you will. It's kind of a big draft. We want everybody to be focused, feel good about it, have control. It's going to take a while, which we all have to just be okay with. Um, you know, <laughs> can't wait for the complaints five minutes in. Yeah, I think a couple of those complainers are no longer with the league. So um, we could have some kind of drinking game where if you complain, you need to take a shot or something. I like that. You know, plenty of ideas for that. Um, I will, I will spearhead the committee for, uh, you know, planning the draft weekend because um, I think that'll be a super fun, super fun event. So hopefully, we can get everybody there um, and make the most of it. Perfect. All right. So we want to keep these pods to you know 15, 20, 25 minutes. So we did have one, other than just news, we wanted to talk about one, uh, one topic. Keepers are due. And on Saturday, so don't forget that. Uh, this will come out hopefully on Wednesday or Thursday. We'll see. We're still getting approved. Also, our sound quality might or might not be good. I have no idea. The app that we chose to use is down. So thanks to Logan for suggesting that app. It's great. Really worked well. So <laughs> the one thing we're going to do here is we took a look at the rosters, and Dan and I both put together our top five. Uh, keepers for this year so i think we should just get started dan do you want to start with your number five yes i do uh and just to clarify these are potential keepers obviously we don't know what everybody's doing yet that is true um but keeper eligible players we kind of went through and looked at you know a top five top ten list um for me i ended up with a pretty clear top five i did have a a few honorable mentions that we'll kind of talk about at the end but um it, it pains me to say that that you're going to have two guys on my lists. Um, I don't know why that that pains me so much, mainly just because you, you won the freaking league last year. But um, number five on my list is uh, George Kittle, uh, who's worth an eighth rounder this year. Yeah, that's not bad. That's you know I've gotten lucky. My tight ends have always been late. I had Kelsey for like a seventh rounder, and Kittle was Kittle was a pretty good pick. I'm actually pretty proud of that one. Yeah, I mean he's he's essentially, you know, 
Gronk meets Kelsey a little bit. Um, just it's just crazy how he's a threat all over the place. Not to mention he's like their only you know considerable target that they have to throw That's- to. So. Um, and obviously in our league, tight ends are, are worth a, a good amount with, with the full point PPR. Okay. So, um, you know, I had to have a tight end on my list. It was very easy to find him. Actually, I, I forgot about him. I forgot you had oh, him um, yeah. as such a late, a late keeper. Um, I knew about, you know, a couple running backs, which maybe one will be on my list later. But, um, yeah, Kittle, pretty awesome keeper, worth an eighth. Not bad. Okay, so number five for me is from the green hell i gave him baker mayfield uh he's a 10th rounder so in a lot of uh rankings he's like a top five quarterback so i like i like the 10th rounder from the green hell i can see that uh he did not make my top five but he's definitely on that that short four or five honorable mention list so again my view on quarterbacks is maybe still a little bit different than others but no doubt that I think Mayfield's going to have a really strong season. Yeah, Green Hell, it needs to have a good season. He's had a couple of weak ones, I think, to keep him uh, from going off the deep end. Lav needs to have a season that he wins more than like one or two games. That would be helpful. So hopefully Mayfield helps. Uh, throwing it back to you, who's your number four? So number four for me is actually a quarterback. So I have Patrick Mahomes um, as number four, which I think you'll be wow. – a little surprised he's at number four for me, but yeah. again, I've alluded to it a couple times. I think quarterbacks for me still are um, important, but not uh, you know the end all be all. So um, you know he's worth a fourteenth rounder, which is ridiculous. I think he was drafted by Austin and then DP the year he didn't play, um, and then you know kept again. So um, pretty crazy there. Um, Mahomes, obviously he's got to be the number one quarterback on the list. I don't even know actually if he is on all the lists, but got to be the number one or number two on all the lists. Pretty far away. Um, yeah, Uh, he's, he's pretty, he's on my list. I won't uh, spoil where he is yet, but, um, (laughs) yeah, 14th rounder. That's, that's kind of crazy. It's pretty ridiculous. Right. Right. And it's, it's pretty ridiculous that he's a 14th rounder. So I don't deny that. Um, probably, you know, I guess when you look at it that way, the the best value or, or one of the two best values. But again, I weight the quarterback position a little bit below um, um, the running back position, which you'll probably see a theme in my top three picks here with running backs. So um, I could wait for number four next year, so that <laughs> Paul does not get to keep him. Yeah, I wonder how I wonder how Paul voted there on the uh, on the reset. Um, no, he wanted a reset, so he knew what he was getting into. Wow. Okay. Well, you know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think I think it's cool for the new guys to be able to just start over and build their team. But but yeah, when you have Mahomes as a 14th, that that's a tough one to leave. Uh, number four on my list comes from our friend in Indiana, Bobby FC, Odell Beckham Jr. He's still worth a sixth round pick, um, and that's pretty good. And he's a multi year keeper, so he'll he'll either be a sixth or a fifth this year. And we'll see what he does over in uh, Cleveland, but I think he's still like a top three receiver on a lot of rankings. So that's a pretty solid wide receiver to start with. Yep. Another guy who was on my honorable mention list, um, sixth, still, still pretty good value for a top three wide receiver. Um, they do have Jarvis Landry though. Um, so I think that, you know, might hurt his value just a tick. 
Um, but I also do like when, when teams have two really strong targets, you know, they both usually end up having really solid seasons. So nothing to complain there did not make my top five, but, but thinking and Baker are going to have a really strong year together in Cleveland. All right. Over to you for number three. Yeah. So number three, um, I have Nick Chubb, um, NWO's running back worth a ninth rounder. Uh, number three for me, Nick Chubb from NWO. <laughs> so I think, I mean, this one for me, like I said, running backs, just really, really important. Um, you know, everybody's really high on Cleveland, you know, potential Super Bowl pick, all that kind of stuff. You know, playoffs is a totally different game, though, than fantasy football. Um, I'm not ready to go there with, with Cleveland as a Super Bowl contender, but I think as far as fantasy goes, Chubb's going to have a really solid year. Um you know, both running, running and catching the football. They're going to be a really high, high paced, um, fast paced offense, uh, which will be really fun to watch, which is going to be a nice change. I think for that division, I know Pittsburgh has been technically, but somehow every time I watch them, they're super slow. They do run the football a ton. So um, I think Cleveland's going to bring something really cool to that division. Um, You know, we've already mentioned three Cleveland skill players, which is pretty crazy, but um I think Logan has a really, really, really good keeper there um, in Chubb for this year. Yeah, Logan's set up with several DP candidates, hence why in the in the Slack he's he's voting for offseason trades right now. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, you know that's obviously going to be a hot topic too that we'll talk about throughout the offseason and trying to figure out how to make that work going forward. For sure. But um, for now, he'll have to you know pick a couple of them to roll with and, and go from there. I mean, even if he doesn't you know, DP Chubb, you can, you know, multi-year him for an eighth rounder, you know, so um, still really, really good value there. Um, I'll move on to my number two, um, keeping with the running back theme. Um, I have Alvin Kamara. Who is on your team? Uh, number two for me is Alvin Kamara from Badger Pride. Yeah, and I think th- this, I have some history with this player, or I guess unofficial history. A couple years ago, I tried working a trade with uh, with Todd and Karen, C-City, um, to get Kamara, um, you know, it, it. we were working on it. And then, you know, lo and behold, you swoop in out of nowhere and, and snatch him right from underneath me. Um, you know. I didn't even want him. Yeah. He was a throw-in. I needed Dak Prescott. I needed a quarterback. And they said I could have Kamara or I think it was like Philip Lindsay or whatever the other rookie was at the time. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I'll take Kamara. I knew from then, you know, just to, to give myself a little credit, I knew he was going to be awesome. Even if it's only for a few years, because let's be honest, running backs come and go pretty quickly. But I knew at that value he was going to be worth a shot um, given our DP spot. So um, that that makes two of my top five keeper eligible players on your squad um, as the defending yeah, champion. That must feel pretty good. good. I don't think I've ever been set up this well. Of course, Melvin makes that a little bit interesting if he doesn't play this year. But to have Melvin and Kamara, that's that feels good. Yeah, and I think you know when you have Melvin, Kamara, and Kittle, that's a pretty incredible roster in this league, or really any league. That's like a ten-team roster, um, a ten-team league type roster. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Even even if you you know you're keeping Melvin for a fourteenth overall pick, I think that's still a really good pseudo risk to take um and even if for, for whatever reason he misses time that doesn't work out kamara can make up for that as a ninth or an eighth so um you're sitting you're sitting pretty there 
Um, and then that leads me to my number one player, which I would imagine we both have the same again here is James oh. James Conner on uh, on the Pits, on the Pittsburgh Steelers of blue thirty two, worth a fourteenth rounder. You know, I kind of missed that one. <laughs> kind of missed that one. You kind of dropped the ball there, huh? Well, uh, so you have to reveal now who your yeah, number one is. It took last a good week. four minutes to look through these rosters. Nice. Oh no, my number one. If you've been paying attention, is Pat, Patty Mahomes with for yep. a fourteenth rounder. Just just remembered that you know, which which is fair. I mean, you could make a case for him up there, but. I mean, James Conner is worth a 14th rounder and is actually ranked right next to Kamara in most of the things that I'm seeing. So hands down to me, number one keeper eligible player. Um, you know, Blue 32's had some rough luck, if I recall correctly, over the past couple of years with maybe injuries or, you know, you know, I guess he had Le'Veon Bell, right? And, and the holdout led him to Connor, but he's going to get paid back, I think, in full this year. Um, going from, you know, Christian McCaffrey last year, who obviously he can't keep, um, but then in, into James Connor this year as a freaking 14th rounder, or maybe a 13th, I guess, if he multi years him, which he probably will if he has enough keepers That's there. That's not bad at all. Um, but, but he's going to be ridiculous. Um, as someone who currently holds uh, Jalen Samuels, if you remember him from last year, picking up some of the slack with, with Pittsburgh's running back injuries. Um, I'm hoping James Conner tears an ACL here in the last pre- preseason game. Um, just kidding. I didn't, I didn't really wish that out loud. Did I? Uh, no, I would never wish that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, if James Conner does miss a little bit of time here and there and I end up keeping Jalen Samuels, I'll be okay with that. Cause we know how Pittsburgh loves to run the football. Um, and I think Pittsburgh's going to be somehow turning into like a little bit of a sleeper candidate to be, you know, a Super Bowl contender. You know, they've been a Super Bowl contender for the last five years and disappointed everybody. Um, but now that Cleve- Cleveland's getting all the love, right? Um, I think Pittsburgh's going to be a little tiny bit in sleeper in sleeper territory. I think everybody's still going to think they'll they'll make the playoffs, but I think more people than not are somehow picking Cleveland to win that division. So. Um, anyway, James Conner, number one keeper for me. Um, you know, Brian, congratulations. You win. You know, you win. You win whatever. These, these blade- we'll see if Blue Thirty Two can can bring come back to glory a little bit. He's had a rough few years. I mean, he started this league with the back to back championships, I believe. No, I'm not so sure. But he was good early on, and he's kind of struggled. But he'll have Conner and. Most likely, maybe Christian McCaffrey with that number one overall. We'll see. Oh, he is he is eligible. Got it. I, I missed that. I forgot if he was eligible to be kept. No, he's not. McCaffrey. But he's got. But Brian's got the first pick, so he can take. Oh, oh, there you go again. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. He's going to end up with a yeah. with a McCaffrey Connor backfield two years in a row. It, I guess it didn't serve him so well last year with the rest of his roster, but no one can complain about that starting point for this year. So. So there you have it. Those are our top five keepers for 2019. And that we won't have to do this next year, which is kind of crazy. All these players will be available for the draft. So um, with that, I think we should wrap this up. We're way over our time of what we said we would do, but, you know, we did the best we could. Uh, just a couple of reminders. Keepers are due on Saturday night, and the draft is Tuesday, September 3rd. September 3rd, uh, that night, I 
I'm not sure what time. I think it's like 8.30 right now, but we'll, we'll make it work for as many people as we can. Apologies to Jutang Clan, but congratulations. He's getting married in a couple days, so congrats there. But yeah, he's going to be like on a honeymoon or something. So apparently his uh, fiance is not allowing the draft during the honeymoon. So they both work with me, so I can give her some shit for that. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm not touching that one. Um, you know, my initial thought was, can you get like one hour so you can just do like the first, you know, half of the draft, but you know, new wife, whatever she says goes, don't F it up in the first week is my, my great marital advice. That'd be a bad start. Uh, Yeah, that would be a really rough start, but Hey, you know what? It's just one year. Like you said, we're, we're resetting again next year. So you know, he'll deal. He'll make some trades. We'll, we'll be wheeling and dealing. You know how I love to make my crazy trades um, out of nowhere and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, he'll be able to figure it out, I think. So with that, I believe we just did a podcast and we will be back next week for sure, post-draft. Uh, we might try to do one of these things, maybe a bonus episode with Luke. Uh, to get to know him a little bit and get his thoughts on the league. He's slightly intimidated, I believe. But if you remember, Luke or Logan could not draft last year, and Luke stepped in. So he's already dealt with the MFL draft software. So he'll be go. There you go. And and he actually did a pretty good job. If, if you look at Logan's roster, NWO, and you see how many uh, good young players he's got there, he actually yeah. set Logan up quite nicely. So I think, I think he's, you know, maybe a little bit of a ringer coming in here. So – you know we're we're gonna we're gonna temper feeling bad for him just yet, um, and and you know if he drafts a kicker in like the seventh round, considering we don't have kickers anymore, maybe we'll we'll start to feel bad for him. But but right now I think you know he'll be all right. Uh, with that, we will say goodbye. I also want to give a shout out here to our our friend Jen's cousin Evan Foley, who created our yeah. theme song. So if you heard an awesome theme song to start start the podcast, that wasn't us. Uh, That was Evan. Uh, He is a part of NYU's, what is it, screen scoring program? Is that a thing? He's getting a master's in music theory and composition. So Dan texted him like, what was it, Sunday night? And then Monday morning at like 3 a.m., here's a podcast theme. So (laughs) he worked well for us. Pretty talented guy. You'll be seeing his name uh, in the credits of a uh, Oscar-winning movie uh, sometime in the next five, ten years. Uh, if I was a betting man, so uh, no pressure there, Evan. But um, pretty cool theme, I think. All right. Well, enjoy the theme, and we'll see you all on the next episode.